Hi, this is Norm Augustinus. I'm sorry I missed your call. After tone, leave your name and number. I'll get back to you. My name is Robin, and I am calling you from Detroit, Michigan. Norm, I wanted you to know how much I love your show, and to prove it, I have entered a contest that has a $5,000 grand prize. If I win the contest, I will give you the prize money, because I think you are great. The contest is for women only, and here's what I have to do. The contest promoter is giving all contestants fiber optic cameras and color monitors. The cameras are hooked up to 50 feet of special waterproof video cable. All I have to do is slide the fiber optic camera down the sewage pipe connected to my toilet. While I push the high-definition camera down the entire length of my sewage pipe, I have to count the amount of cum-filled rubbers that have gotten hung up at the top of the sewage pipe. When a toilet is flushed, cum-filled rubbers are supposed to be flushed to the main sewer line, but that doesn't always happen. Sometimes the cum-filled rubbers get snagged inside the pipe and they dangle inside the pipe for months and even years. Norm, I have found 153 used rubbers hanging inside my sewage pipe. I fuck all the time and I always flush my used rubbers down the toilet. Wish me luck. I am going to win the $5,000 and I'm giving it all to you. I love you. Keep up the great work. My friends call me cum panty. You can call me that too. <clears throat> Shut the fuck up. <coughs> Where's my anal expand? End of messages. Wishes he could have killed his grandmother. His mother says everything he touches turns to shit. He's been to jail, spent 24 hours in a mental institution, and unsuccessfully tried to kill himself three times. And now, live via the internet, absolutely free, Norm Augustinus. Give me a couple moments. Please understand something. <clears throat> Before I begin, when you go to some chick's house, some bitch, some vacuous idiot, some self-entitled, gigantic, titted, big-assed imbecile that you've found to be exciting and new and fresh, please understand when you walk into her house, you ring the fucking bell, the doorbell, you knock on the door, maybe she lets you in. When you come into the house and you're overwhelmed by the stench of candles... You ever see candles, 20, 30 candles in a room? I've had that happen many times. And as soon as they try to pull that shit on me, I know what it's all about. Women use candles to cut the stink of their cunt because she's been turned on for three hours because you were coming over and she was going to decide to let you fuck her. She doesn't want to turn you off before your dick is inside her fuck hole. Understand that when you come in, she's got candles going, lots of them, all kinds of them. Especially holiday candles now. Halloween, pumpkin spice, all kinds of shit. Christmas candles. And candles sometimes with three wicks in them. You ever see a three wick candle in some bitch that you think is perfect? Some chick that pops your rod or whatever you think, whatever you'd call it. And you think she's perfect and you see a three fucking wick candle. Three wicks. Get the hell out of there. I mean, get the flying fuck out of there, simp. You're in trouble. A three-wick candle means there's heavy stink down there. It's likely she's had a yeast infection. She's had an abortion. There's been a lot of people playing with that cunt. What happens is it starts to decay because it's being overused. It's called advanced decay. Get the fuck out of there. You walk into her house if you're like me. 
I walk into a house, there's her fucking room, there's her their house, her lovely home, some man paid for, he's long gone. You walk into her house and you think, wow, this isn't so bad other than the stench of the candles, I'm choking, and the black smoke that's floating at the ceilings in every goddamn room. You walk in there and you think, ah, you know, that's part of chicks and stuff, I'll have to write that off. But understand this most of all, 97% of all house dust is human skin. If you think I'm lying, look it up. I don't make up anything. 97% of house dust is human skin. That means that all this dust on her bookshelves, the books with all the sex positions every bitch has, 10, 12, 15 fucking books on sex positions. I don't know how there could be that many positions, in my opinion, in the time that I have learned about sex and been involved with women. There's just a goddamn hole. The hole gets wet, you stick your cock in it. There's no other positions that I would be interested in. How do I get my cock in that hole? 15, 25, 50 books on there and sex positions. All kinds of books on fucking playing with her clit and reawakening herself, finding her independence, her freedom, lighting her own way, showing close-up shots of her clit and fingertips touching it. She's trying to learn how to do it. That's what's on these bookshelves that are covered with human skin. Human skin's all over the goddamn house. It's on a refrigerator. It's on her fucking chest of drawers, her dresser. It's on top of her cheap flat panel screen. It's on top of all the furniture embedded into it. It's human skin all over her house. What does it have to do with you? You're just there for some pussy. You're going to take some chick out to some chink place. You're going to have oo de par. You're going to fucking eat and laugh and shit. Then you're going to hope she beats you off and you get to bang her on from the rear. That's what a date is. I thought it was so much more, but it's not. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Just as everywhere in her goddamn house, even in a basement, human skin, 97%, 98% of all house dust is composed is mostly human skin. That means while you're walking around there, you're inhaling all her old lovers, L-O-V-E-R-S, all her old lovers, all her old pumps, anything she could find. A woman will fuck anything today. They'll fuck Palestines, they'll fuck gooks, spicks, chinks. It doesn't fucking matter. Does it have a dick? They'll fuck it. And what's happening when their dick is out? When she's flicking his dick, his dick's out, she's flicking it, she's touching it with her index finger, then she starts to lick it. Then she licks the balls. What happens when that goes on? Well, all the skin starts flaking off. Their skin flaking off his ball sack, their skin's flaking off the shaft of his dick, their skin flaking off his dick head. Their skin coming off his entire body. Same with her. Their skin coming off her vulva, her clitoris, her fucking, her fucking cervix, all kinds of shit. The clit, it's all flaking off of her fucking cunt and her asshole and her ass cakes is coming off. Their skin flaking off her tits, flaking off her fucking big hairy nipples, which are not pink, which means she'd be without child. It's flaking off her whole fucking body, flaking off his entire body. Maybe there were six Mexicans there. Last week, she fucking took them all. She pulled a train. And now you're there. Optimistic you, little boy you, who thinks watching his favorite fucking show on his flat panel screen with a reclining chair and his bills paid, you think that's the best, the easiest, the greatest thing in the world. And now you're there and you're over the top. Except, unfortunately, as you stand there and you consider maybe chasing her around the house like I've done, 
I like to chase bitches around the house just out of the fucking blue. I'll pick up one of their knives out of the kitchen and I'll act like I've gone nuts and start chasing them around. Women are the most turned on when they're frightened, filled with horror, and you run around the house and you tell them you're going to cut her fucking cardiac, cardioid artery. You're going to plunge it into her fucking esophagus. You're going to cut out her gigantic fist-sized fucking Adam's apple. I dated a bitch like that once. She was attractive in every way, except she looked like she took a torpedo to the neck. It was a gigantic fucking thing sticking out of her neck. And they get turned on. You're running around the house, moving all that house dust. You're inhaling it. You're inhaling the dude's dick. You're inhaling the dude's balls. Not one dude, but 10, 15, 25 fucks that she's had in the last goddamn month. Chick can't go long without a dick. Their cunt is always looking for a dick snack. And what's a dick snack? A dick snack is your dick. They gotta have a dick snack. Like a dog has to have a bone. They look and hunt for a dick snack 24-7. That's all they think about. My friend Lapa, Lapa Lunch and works in the Detroit Health Department told me a chick comes every 15 minutes. It doesn't matter where she is. She's not going to interrupt that. They consider it a luxury. They're going to get it, man. A luxury. Every 15 minutes they're coming and their eyes are crossing and their eyes are going out rolling up like a fucking shark eating a trigger fish. And all you see is the whites of their eyes. This is every 15 fucking minutes. You're running around the house. You're standing in a house. She's back there. Maybe there's a dog running around. All that dust is coming up. You could take some super glue and you could start to roll the fucking super glue onto the, onto the bookshelves, onto the cabinets, on top of the television set, on top of countertops and living room, fucking dining, whatever sets you have. You could start to roll that with super glue, roll that dust up, that human dust, skin, that's what it is, until you have a fucking dick sized dick and you could pump her with it. It's all her lovers in one dick. There it is. All the skin. You compiled it together. Use super glue and you fucked her with it. You just ate up a half of her men. Half of who she fucked, you're standing there with whatever stupid card is in your hand. I bought you an American Greetings card. I hope you like it. It expresses how I think. It's wonderful. It was written by a Palestinian. It's wonderful. It's a contract they have, Hallmark has, and fucking American Greeting cards, and they can work through their home out of their house. I got something. I brought you a card and six fucking flowers. You're so sweet. You look like a little fucking German girl. I look like something from fucking 1942 with fucking plate of strudel and your leader hosing on and an apron on you. You're so goddamn beautiful. I don't know if I can keep walking around this house, man. Yeah, then why, why would you walk around the house? You go into the shitter, there's all kinds of goddamn skin in there. You go into the shitter, all you smell is fucking tampon blood and everything else from rolled up tampons and maxi pads in the fucking garbage can. You're inhaling those molecules. You're inhaling all the fucking dust. You just ate her last 25 lovers. You swallowed them whole. You inhaled them and swallowed them whole. There they are. You just inhaled her fucking period from the toilet, and probably her egg is in there, and you got some molecules from her eggs, and you inhaled those. You ate her eggs. Walking around the house. Hey, man, how are you doing? How you doing, Shelly? She's in the bathroom getting ready right now. How you doing, Shelly? Her fucking thighs are still quivering from the pounding she took the day before you came to get her, and she's still impacted with shit because of the dude who fed her. Isn't that disgusting? I always think of that. Mostly I tell the chicks I date that I want them to have an enema and to send me a picture of it. I want them to have a full fucking fleet enema of their asshole and their large colon. Why? It's going to sound bizarre. I don't want 
the food that the guy bought her the day before when he was out fucking her in his car or whatever, gave her a tuna, toasted tuna sandwich or whatever. He's in a fucking F-250. They're out in the woods and her panties are hanging from his rear view mirror. I don't want whatever he fed her to still be large in her large colon or be still fueling her. I want all that out. I want access to my meat that's not got being fueled by anything else. I tell him that. Walking around the house, inhaling all this shit. She just took six Chicanos one after another. She had to fucking go to Walmart and get fucking corn discs so that she could make him feel at home while he ate her out. Hebla, andale. Hey, I say, mmm, 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 you go into her house, man. She's still standing there. She hasn't come out of the toilet for your date. Do they still call them dates? She hasn't come out of the toilet from your fucking date yet to go on your date, your rare, unique adventure. The guy that fucked her only a half hour earlier, his shit went into the toilet and is still in the front yard. It hasn't traveled through her sewage pipe properly to the main pipe out in the street where it will go to be processed. It's still catching on all the other shit from all the other fuckers that she's fucked, and they're hung up in that fucking sewage pipe because there are condoms dangling from the inside of her sewage pipe. If you saw it, it would be the biggest horrifying thing you ever could imagine, like you're on a boat ride to hell. Just fucking condoms hanging from inside her sewage pipe, and they're hanging and swinging and shit. They're partially filled with cum. Some of them are bubbling. Some of them are fermented. And that's in her sewage pipe just below her fucking house where you're standing. She just took 10, 20 fucking cocks in the last month. Big, raging dicks. All those rubbers she flushed down the toilet, they're all stuck to the inside of the sewage pipe. You're standing above it. This is the world that we live in. I ask shit like that. How many rubbers, if I was to take out your sewage pipe below the house, if I was to put a scope into it, a fiber optic scope and look at it, would I see fucking hundreds of dangling rubbers filled with cum inside your sewage pipe below this adorable house? Of course not. What are you talking about? Yes, you would. You'd find fucking marbleized shit. Her shit. Hung up on rubbers hanging from inside her sewage pipe that comes from her toilet in her house, you'd find marbleized turds in there, and the marbleization is the cum that's in her fucking fecal matter that moves throughout it. Kind of makes it look like marble. Marbleized, get it? It's cum. I've seen that many, many times. And you're standing there so optimistic. We're going to go on a date. I'm going to go to the restaurant. We might go to the movies. I might go parking somewhere. This is really fucking exciting. Do you have any idea the nightmare you just walked into? The horror you just walked into? Rubbers, man, are hanging from inside her sewage pipe that's coming from the bottom of her house, maybe in her basement. They're down there. You run a fiber optic camera. You wouldn't want to see her ever again. Parsley dissolved fucking Julie pills. Julie pills are, are fucking morning after pills chicks use. You can buy them at Walmart. Make sure that... You don't give her any kind of fucking kid. Julie pills, RU486 pills, sounds like a submarine, doesn't it? They're abortion pills. They're stuck in the shit and clinging from the goddamn rubbers. They're stuck in there. Old fucking finger, finger clitoris stimulators, they're stuck in the rubbers. It's like this tunnel if you could shrink yourself down to and you're in a sewage pipe and you're traveling through it like a tiny bull man or something like that. You're traveling through it trying to avoid all this shit in the darkness and maybe have a flashlight. That's just below her house. 
Then there's a jam up at the pipe as it meets the maximum, the big main maximum pipe. There's a jam up there, all kinds of goddamn shit that's been flushed and flushed and flushed. But she comes out of the bathroom. She says, hey, how are you, Glenn? Good to see you. Each one feeling each other out. Is there going to be any dicking, any sucking, any fucking, any humping, 69ing, fucking cum dripping off her tits like a melting mountain? Is there going to be anything like that happening here? That's what you say there. But I think of the other stuff, the things going on, the house fucking covered in house dust that is 97% fucking human skin. She's in there licking your balls next to the parakeet. The parakeet's watching her lick your balls, and the skin's flying all over the room. Goes out in the bedroom, goes out in the hallway, the main hallway, by the toilet, by the kitchen. All that guy's ball skin is all over the fucking house. It's all over there. Same thing with the fucking pussy farts. They're all embedded into the house. It's into the drywall. Drywall works like a natural sponge. It's like this chalk-like material. It works like that. And it absorbs all the odors. It's like if you were to put a fucking Arm & Hammer baking soda or baking powder. Is it baking soda? You put the baking soda in the refrigerator. It's white and dust-like. It looks like fucking drywall. And it absorbs all the odors of the refrigerator. It's the same way fucking drywall works. Gypsum. That's how they use it. It's used because of pussy farts. It absorbs the pussy farts. And by the time that bitch moves out of the house, every wall is impregnated with unbelievable amounts of pussy gas. Billions of tons of pussy gas pressurized and pushed through that wall in the drywall. And you walk around the house with your house inspector. What do you think, man? Bob, is the place okay? Termites? Uh, is there any termites? Is there any fucking basement damage? Any movement in the foundation? What about the roof? How's the roof doing? Does it need a new fucking water heater? Does it need a new goddamn furnace? Nobody thinks of what they should be thinking. How much gas is in the walls trapped there that I'm going to have to breathe every night? How much? How much shit is dangling from the sewage pipe? When I've had homes inspected, that's the first thing I tell the inspector. I want a complete fucking report on what's hanging from the sewage pipe, because I know this bitch is corrupt. I know how she works. I then can understand how to price her correctly, how to control her, how to get the price that I want when I see the sewage pipe coming from her house, from her toilet. I'm not a worker. I know what she is. And I know what she is because I've been doing this for a million years. I've been warning people, men mostly, about the dangers of a female. A female whose purse is filled with fucking RU-46 pills, filled with fucking Julie pills. Those are morning after pills sold at Walmart. I understand it. The purse with late notice after late notice because she owes $45,000. Her car's going to be repossessed. There's all kinds of old court action, court papers in her purse. This is in the purse as she's walking towards you. Turn around, man. I'm begging you. Turn around and keep fucking walking. Just keep on walking and walking and walking and walking. What do they call it? Ghosting people? I never ghosted anybody. I, I just did never fucking call them back. I mean, a ghost is some kind of presence. A ghost means you can see something there, unless it's totally transparent, but they're not, or you wouldn't see ghosts. I don't even ghost them. That means something is visible in the room. There's just nothing. It's complete fucking blackout. And that's what you should do. Jeez, Norma, I never thought of that. I never thought when I walk into some slut's house that 
97% of the skin that's laying, of the dust that's laying on the shelves, on the countertops, on the top of the refrigerator, 97% of it is this human fucking skin. It's skin. It's human fucking skin. Come off. Dust. It's flesh, fuckstick. And you're coming in there for flesh, ain't you? You're just going to be another two, three thousand particles of dust on her shelves. That's going to be the only remaining thing of you there because she's going to dump you. You don't have enough money. Your job is shit. She'll test you initially a few times to see if you'll give her money, how generous you'll be, how open you are and all that shit. And then it'll be too fucking late. You're gone. And eventually you'll be dumped and you'll just be a handful of house dust there that she can add super glue to and roll up the house dust and turn it into a round cannoli-like object and fuck herself with. You don't know how popular these recordings are. I really don't think you do. I don't think you get it. How helpful these are. People look forward to this shit. These are really beneficial to people. They just don't get it. Look at some chick sewage pipe coming from her fucking toilet with a fiber optic camera. Glide that through her sewage pipe just under her toilet and down to the, until to the point where it goes to the street, the big pipe. And look in there. Now, I might add that you get yourself a DVD or a CD or sound effect, whatever the fuck you got in your antiquated house, you get yourself for sound effects and you play jungle music as you're, I'm talking like, like these, these animals that make sounds. Crickets and shit like that, birds, all kinds of sounds. You play that as you're looking into that sewage pipe and you see the rubbers dangling from the top of the sewage pipe like stalactites. They're dangling. There they are, filled with cum. The cum is bubbling. The cum's there. The RU-486 pills embedded in the cum. They look like fucking growth things or rocks coming out or some kind of thing next to a small island out in Maine. The rocks around it. That's what it looks like in there. You poor thing. You're just not fucking educated. You're not educated. You don't understand what you're facing. You don't understand what you're looking at. You do not know what you've walked into. But I do. And how do I know this? How do I know the things I know? Because I know there's a special type of woman I like. And what is that special type of woman? There's a special type of woman that's not like any other woman on the planet. You're never going to get one because you're not enlightened to what their value is, what their worth is, how beneficial they can be to your soul. There's a special type of woman, not some American slag. All she does is buy, buy, buy. I'm going to buy something. I need to buy something now. I'm going to spend something. I'm going to get a green drink. I'm going to fucking get some fucking cookies and get them delivered by DoorDash. There's a special kind of woman that isn't like that, at least initially. And what kind of woman is that? I'm talking about a woman from Ireland, a woman with orange eyes and skin so fucking white, you think you fell into a cloud as you're near her. You want to get lost in that cloud with freckles, with orange eyes with fucking flaming orange hair coming out of her skull. This is the kind of woman for your correspondent. I don't want no fucking third-string Kim Kardashian, and that's what it is. You know when you see clothes at fucking Walmart? Well, those were big styles, except that was eight or nine years earlier. They finally trickled down the Walmart for the fucking people with no money. They were big styles, and that's the same shit you're falling for. Some Kim Kardashian third-string 
second string football player and you're settling for some asshole who looks like her and you think, well, look what I got. You got nothing, man. When that fucking hair dye does its job on her head, she'll be lucky to have a handful of hair by the time you're with her, by the time you spent 10 or 15 years with this slag. She'll be lucky to have any hair at all. Big fucking one-inch gaps between each follicle. That's what you got. You look so good once. You look like Kim Kardashian, except Kardashian, except you weren't her. You're so goddamn ugly. I, I just want to get my F-250 and I want to peel the fuck out of here. That's what you got. That's what you wanted. You had to go with the flow. Why do you think every bitch looks the same? Because you just might as well pick one over the other. It's the same with automobile manufacturers. The cars are all the same because you just as well might pick a GM over some other fucking car. Elon Musk mobile. You might pick one from that. Maybe not him so much because it's that electric car, but that's ugly. And you might buy one car over the other. Some Chrysler, some GM, whatever you might buy. They look alike because you'll pick one and you'll say, what the hell, it's the same car anyways. It's the same thing bitches do to you. You don't seem to be aware of that stuff. But I am. I understand that the true, the true pinnacle, the apex of a female in this world is an Irish girl. That's what I want. That's what I've been with. That's why I'm in upper northern Michigan where I am on a hundred fucking acres because there are literally fucking gaggles of fucking Irish girls of Irish descent up here. I get knocks on my goddamn door every week from some Irish girl who wants to blow me. You ever been blown by an Irish girl? Gaelic? Have you ever been blown like that? I have. Have you? No. You got some Kim Kardashian fucking slut who's been taking dick since she was 13 years old. Who wants that? I don't want that. You won't want it either. I know what I'm doing. I got experience. I spent no shit in the service. I spent four years in the worst fucking place you could ever go. The worst. And I made the best of it. I got pussy after pussy after pussy. Truckloads of pussy. We used to, I was a door gunner in a Huey helicopter. We used to fucking drag a dildo down in the, in actually in the jungle. Drag the dildo. It was a Teflon coated fucking wire that was on the dildo. Shit would bounce right off of it. We used to, it was first so if you were towing somebody up for an emergency. We used to drag this dildo through the goddamn jungles and VC women, all these fucking women, dark haired women just like today you want, they look just like Kim Kardashian. I couldn't tell you the difference. They would cling onto their dildo and there'd be 10, 15 chicks on the end of that fucking dildo line. We'd pull them up, they'd suck and fucking we'd throw them out the other side of the door as we were fucking doing 80 miles an hour. Man, they can glide. They made fools of us oftentimes because they could glide through the air like a, like a experienced paratrooper. They would glide and, and slide and slip and turn and do flips. It was amazing and I have those memories. You don't have those memories. I do. I got all kinds of fucking memories. It's amazing. You gotta be careful with who you're with. You gotta kind of plan what you're gonna do. You gotta watch out. Chick wants to take the fucking Julie pill right after she sees you. Now that should tell you something. The Julie pill is a morning after pill. She doesn't want nothing to do with you. She's using Julie and distancing herself from fucking what's really going on. That's why they call it a Julie pill. I didn't do it. I didn't do it at all. Julie did it. Julie aborted my child. I didn't do it. 
Someone else did it. Distance you from the fucking reality of what's going on. That's the truth of America. I didn't do it. 3,000 abortions a day and you want some chick. I guarantee you, you've had somebody, whoever you've been with, this slut has aborted your baby. And if she hasn't, she's going to abort your baby in the future. Even if you haven't met her yet, I don't know who she is and neither do you, but you're going to meet her and she's going to abort your baby. Don't come crying to me. I can't help you here. I'm in the middle of fucking nowhere, honest to God. I have actual claymore mines in my yard because I don't want no trouble. People blow up all the time, mostly bitches, fat bitches. I don't want no fat bitches. I want shapely size three or five bitches. I don't want bubble butts that are shapely in, in style today to sell a fucking product to fat asses. I don't want nothing like that. I don't want no minorities. I want the one I want, and nobody's going to tell me what I want. They bring a fucking big shipload of fucking Irish girls over here. They come down the fucking Lake Superior, and they're in a boat, and they're coming for me. They're all welcome. Yeah, you heard that here first. You're a fucking boatload of red-headed Gaelic bitches, and you're in a boat going to say the superior coming to see me. Norm Augustinus, you're welcome. Well, fuck, we'll suck. You'll meet my Abraham Lincoln log splitter. That's what I call my dick. It's gigantic. 15.5 pounds of dick. And it's the truth. I got the biggest dick you ever saw. It's not a joke. It's unbelievable. It's like a Louisville slugger souvenir bat you'd get at Tiger Stadium. It's that big. 15.5 pounds, I can still hear the clank of the metal as my dick bottomed out my friend's fucking mechanical scale as I weighed my dick. His sister was in a room. I weighed it on his coke scale, his cocaine scale. She asked if she could lick my balls after I weighed it, and you should have seen her. I can still see her licking my balls. Her eyes went fucking, I never saw nothing like it. The pupils went really huge black, like the size of a fucking frisbee, like a mason jar lid that they use in canning canning fruits and things that's how big and black her eyes was she traveled to another place in her mind her sex package was in her brain and turned on i practically can turn a woman into a fucking evil vampire that's how much goddamn lust and how much they lust for me i'm talking about that I'm talking about any of this stuff i gotta tell you something that happened and i don't know if i can tell you it man because it upsets me i sound like i'm maybe not friendly or I sound like I could be mean or I'm not none of those things but I got to tell you something something that touched me deeply and it just reminded me what I was talking about something that happened just a few days ago here man it was fucking uh really touching I don't know if I can fucking get this out shut up So it's like uh, 2.30 in the morning. I'd say 2.30 in the morning. And I'm trying out my fucking machine. I got a friend over. Her name's Adrian. And I got her over. And my fucking machine is this. It's a thing that clamps onto the woman's thighs and then goes onto the back of my ass. I call it a fucking machine. I'm an inventor. And the point of it is, is that as my cock is in her ass or in her, in her beaver, this fucking machine will pull us together. It will take my ass and just slam my whole hip area into her back, into her back end, her ass. So that I can get the maximum penetration and I don't have to do all the pushing. It's like an assisted bike or something. Bicycle that can assist you. You can start to pedal electric and assist you. And I'm working on that 
and I'm slamming my fucking hips into the back, into her ass, I mean, really fast and powerful. And I'm practically asleep, honest to God, because I'm not doing the work. But I can still control my dick while the fucking fuck machine is helping me fuck this girl, Adrian. And it's really exciting. It's good stuff. Now, I often have chicks over helping me with different projects to see if they work or not. I had about five or six of my friends over, all women. And I was experimenting with an air dildo. And an air dildo is 14 inches long. It has exactly 7,000 tiny 132nd holes drilled into it. And there's a fan inside the dildo and, of course, a vibrator and all that. Now, the fan blows air outside these tiny holes that are drilled into the dildo. So the dildo actually, there's no lubrication, nothing. The chick can dry up and it can still fucking take a dick, take this dildo, my air dildo. Now, I designed it for old bags of shit. When I say old bags of shit, I mean this. Chicks on menopause. They got all kinds of creams and salves and fucking solutions and lotions. It does all kinds of stuff, pills, to try to get their cunt wet again so they can take a dick, take a dildo even. They got to do all this stuff. I don't know what the point of an older woman is. They can't get their cunt going. There's no eggs in her. There's no danger. And it's all dried out down there and shit. It's like fucking trying to put your hand into some fucking a coffin with a lid closed and try to stick your fucking hand through the seam between the lid and the coffin. It's like that. It's just dried out. Well, I was working on an, on an air dildo with all these holes. You flipped it on. You could have the woman stand on her head, spread her legs, and just drop my air dildo into her cunt because the air would sort of drill open, press open the skin as the dick was going and the dildo was going into the hole. And the air dildo would just float inside her cunt to spin it and stuff. It was really a beautiful piece of work. Except the only downfall is I was using younger bitches, bitches that I like, young women, couple Irish bitches and some other one with cancer. She had a bald head and I was using them. And unfortunately, they were able to really get wet down there. And because of the air coming out of my air dildo, it blew cunt juices all over my fucking walls, all over the bed, all over the fucking mattress cover, all over the fucking bed skirt, all over the carpeting. It just did it all over. Now I had painted walls in there, and they're all really bright red because it turns bitches on. And that cunt juice hit the walls, and all the shit has drip marks in the walls where the vaginal juice hit. That's how fucking powerful this shit is kind of spooky if you went into my bedroom but if you're a bitch i'd know you'd like it i promise you'd like it mm-hmm. so i'm fucking experimenting with this bitch i got my fucking machine on my fuck machine it just goes onto her thighs goes around to my back ass area you turn it on you can adjust it with this big knob i put on it and it helps me slam my ass my cock into her fuck hole and into her brown eye her stink star and it's amazing i think it's going to change the way you know, you use a woman. You gotta really fuck them out. They don't want no patsy, no fucking pansy fuck. They want a real fucking. And that's what I do. That's what I do. Great on down to my fucking, my fucking pussy plunger. I plunge the fuck out of their cunt with something that looks like a toilet plunger. Just plunge it out. One time I had a bunch of bitches on a conveyor belt that was used to move hay. Brand new cubed hay, so like a rectangle. It's stringed up and everything. And I put these bitches on a conveyor and I, Ran a conveyor, and within three fucking plunges of the pussy as it went past me, I had them coming. Just on a conveyor, the legs are spread, and I plunge out their cunt with a fucking toilet plunger, and they would come in three plunges. Where's my fucking periodical stories? Where's my features about anything I talk about? Where's the news about anything I talk about? They found out what Norm Augustina says long a fucking go. 
So I'm in the fucking room using my sex fucking, my fuck machine, having sex with Adrian. And I get a call. I don't know what time it was, 2.30, 2.35, some shit like that. It's always in the early morning with me because I don't think like other people. And I don't live the hours of other people. So because of that, I'm open to all this weirdness, this ribbon, this unknown information thing going on around me. So I get weird calls and other things that happen because I invite that really in, in this essence. You don't invite that. You know, you're not, what are you going to invite when you're fucking showing someone your snap on tools? You're showing them your new fucking snowblower, your new snow shovel. What are you going to invite there? Your new rubber boots that you're going to walk around or your fucking heater that you got a propane fucking flamethrower to melt snow on your dry. Well, I mean, you're not going to attract nothing with that. Because I think what I think, I attract this. What does the Bible say? A man is what he what he thinks about all day long. That's what happens to me. I mean, what's going to happen to you? Another snap-on tool. Maybe you can draw the snap-on driver. Maybe you'll get him to your house with fucking subconscious thoughts. You don't even know why he's there. He just stops at your house and starts beeping, and there's your snap-on tool. You got a new fucking socket set. New something. So 2.33 o'clock in the morning. Phone rings. I pick it up. And it's my hysterical friend, and he is hysterical. He's literally hysterical. Now, he's got an old name. His name's Lyle. And that was in homage to his great-grandfather or something like that. His mother did that to him and named him Lyle. Unfortunately, the name Lyle sounds like some old gas bag, somebody in the country that fixes cars in the evening. The chicks aren't turned on to Lyle. It's not like your correspondent. When you hear my name, Norm Augustinus, that's stellar. That's sparkling. It's crisp. It's like something you could see shot up a fucking light like Batman. It's in the night sky. But when you hear Lyle, you think, oh, fuck, there's nothing happening there. He can't fuck me hard and long with a thick and long dick. He can't do that. But when they think of Norm Augustinus, when they see that fucking name, they think that fucker can definitely do it hard and long with a big dick. How you know what the dicks is? Is it, so chicks, this formula for chicks is, what is that? Uh, one inch, two inch long dick by one inch. You multiply that two times, one times two is two. You'll be with her two years. That's the math a woman uses. If you've got a fucking 12-inch dick and it's two inches long, you go two times 12, that's 24. You'd be The bitch would be with you about 24 years. That's dick math. It's dick math. It's stuff I use all the time, and you should use it too. Say the dick is four inches long. I'll give you one more example. The dick is four inches long. It's an inch in diameter. That's one times four. She's likely to only want to be around you four years. It's dick math. You have to understand it. If you want to fucking really start to accelerate, if you want to pull yourself out of the place you are in right now in your concrete shoes, the muck and mire, wherever you stand, you can't get out, you're sinking in quicksand, you have to know the shit, this unknown stuff. It's like 2.30 in the morning. I'm literally banging the shit out of Adrian. By the time I answer the phone, I've got my device up full, and she's unconscious. She's been banged unconscious. Can you imagine that? Banged unconscious, I still got a full fucking meat, 15.5 pounds of dick. It's rock hard. When I pull my dick out, it's incredible. I just pull it out inch by inch by inch, and I watch the lubricant on my cock. Now, towards where it's connected to my body, it's drier there. 
But as I extract my dick, I see more and more water. It's like a fucking dipstick on a, on your car, like the oil dipstick. It's really got a lot of oil at the fucking head of my dick because I pulled it out of the cunt, and the dick sort of got like a shovel at the end of it. It's like got this ridge on it, and as I pull it out, it's really dripping wet of vaginal juices, and it's most gratifying. It wasn't good that I knocked her unconscious. I, I now know she can't take the full 10, that's the power on it, with my fucking machine. So Lyle's on the other end of the phone. And now Lyle's about five foot, I don't know, five foot six, five seven. His dad used to be a farmer in Frankenmuth, except he didn't do the farming in Frankenmuth anymore. He resents the, the woman that he ended up with and he has affairs with other women. He doesn't like the woman he's with because she encouraged him to get out of farming because this bitch wanted a steady paycheck and wanted him at some fucking place that they could burn him up, eat him out, and throw him the fuck out the door. And she doesn't care because she's at home all day playing with her clit. So Lyle calls me up on the phone now that you got some background out of him. And it's uh, sort of touching, sort of upsetting. And he says, uh, just answers the phone wild, wildly right away. He says, Norm, man. I don't know what to fucking do. I said, what's the matter, Lyle? What's going on? You okay? Are you hurt? I don't know what to do, man. He says, I can't think. It's, I don't know what's going on. I don't, I don't, I don't know why I deserve this. I don't know why I can't have a life like you and like other people. I don't understand. You know, the typical shit you'd get in the early morning hours, 2.30. So I figured he was wasted. I just gave him a shitload of heroin for half price because the guy get it from, steals it from someplace. I don't want to really talk about that much. And, I figured he's just relaxing. Maybe he's fucking running fast. I'm not, I'm not sure. I said, Lyle, what are you talking about? I can't understand a goddamn thing you said. He said, I got a bitch over, Norm. I said, yeah, that's nice. Congratulations. Got a bitch over. What's wrong? What happened? What's going on? She dead? Did you kill her? Did something like that happen? I tell him I try to console him. I try to say, that's happened to me a couple of times. I've had people like that. I had a chick give me a fucking hand job, an ultralight aircraft. I was 2,600 feet up the ground. She was beating me off. And when I came, I bucked so hard, she fell over the fucking passenger side plane of the ultralight aircraft. She died. I've killed a couple of women while I was fucking. That's just to be expected. That's what happens. I mean, two people on top of each other, slamming each other as hard as they can, trying to come, saliva coming out their mouths, their eyes rolled back, their fucking lip on above their top level of teeth pulled back. It's really scary shit. Shit happens. He says, I don't know what to do, Norm. I, I'm, I don't, I, he said, I, I said, well, tell me what it is. He says, man, I, I was fucking this girl and I just got done fucking her. I said, yeah, okay. You just got done fucking her. Now what? I said, I was just fucking this girl with my sex machine. What of it? That's what everybody does, Lyle. What of it? He says, no, man, you're not listening. You're cutting into me. Let me finish, man. And he says, uh, I just got done fucking her, and, and uh, I was laying here, and uh, in the afterglow of or what I thought was orgasm, I thought we were going somewhere. I said, how can you go anywhere, Lyle? You're already fucking married. He said, I thought we were going somewhere. That's, that doesn't matter right now, the, the wife thing. Don't bring that shit up. You're not going to let me explain this, and I'm going to hang up. He said, I was on the bed. I was experiencing the afterglow of orgasm, and then... She went to the toilet. She got up really fast. Okay, she got up really fast. She went to the toilet. I said, that's fine. Maybe she's on the rag. Maybe she's putting another rag on. Maybe you couldn't get her off. She's in there finishing herself off in the toilet, right? Anything like that can happen. Maybe she's got a U dildo. It looks like the letter U, Lyle. You ever seen them? One part of the U goes in her asshole. One goes in her cunt. It's got a giant handle on it. It's like a fucking big weird magnet. And you fuck out the asshole and the cunt at the same time. They're inflatable. 
Maybe she's got that. I'm trying anything to make him feel better. He said, no, man. Norm, I heard shit in the bathroom, and I went running down the hall. I went running down the fucking hall. You should have heard my feet on the fucking floor. I went running down the goddamn hall, and I'm standing outside the bathroom, and I'm standing there. I said, what for? What could she be doing? You just violated the most secret spot in her body. You were in her fuckhole, weren't you? She blow you? Whatever. What could she be doing in the toilet that could be that interesting now? You got everything she had to give. There's nothing left. He said, Norm, man. Pills, man. Pills hit the floor. I said, pills hit the floor. He said, yeah, pills hit the floor. And I heard her fucking drop the, open these pills up. And I heard the cap of the pill bottle fall and hit the floor. Then I heard pills hitting the floor. And he said, pills come out the bottom of the door down by my feet. I said, what kind of pills, Lyle? What kind of pills came down the floor, bounced around, hit the fucking floor, got you all upset? He said, man, I've learned from you. You know, we talk all the time. I've learned. He said, I saw a fucking pill. I said, what was it? Excedrin headache? Pain pill? What kind of pill was it? And he says, man, it was one of those, it said 46, one of those pills you talk about. I said, and are you 46? He said, I think so. I said, was it long? Was it long? And it had a fucking, the actual number 46 on it. He said, yeah, that's what it was. And he said, I saw another pill. And I said, what was that pill? He said, man, it had a woman's name on it. Is it her name? I said, he said, I don't think they put the woman's name on a pill. I said, maybe she's got money or something, Lyle. I don't know. Maybe the pills are made special for her. Maybe they're pressed somewhere at some dope shop, someplace where they produce pills. Maybe she got connections or names on it or whatever names on it. He said, Norm, it said, it said Julie. I said, one said Julie, one said 46. He said, yeah, man. I think that, I think the bitch is in there aborting my baby right now. I said, what are you talking about, Lyle? How the fuck can she be aborting your baby right now? You just fucked her. He said, she's in there aborting my baby. I don't have a kid with my wife. And this bitch is aborting my baby. He said, what do I do? I said, so she's got a 46 pill. You saw it bounce. It came out of the fucking pill bottle. It bounced around the bathroom floor, bounced under the bathroom floor. So did a pill named Julie. I said, so what? I talk about those all the time. Bitches carry those all the time. That's standard operating practice. Every bitch carries those. They got them in their purse. They got them in a pocket sewed into their bra. They're going to abort your baby. You know, that's part 3,000 abortions a day, Lyle. I'm trying to make them feel better. He said, man, it was my baby. It was my baby, Norm. He said, I haven't made a mark anywhere. I haven't done a goddamn thing, Norm. I'm nobody. I'm not like you, he said. You know, I started to cry. I'm starting to cry right now. He said, I'm not like you, Norm. It don't come easy for me. I want to leave something. I want to have a mark. I wanted to have some place and show the world that somehow I was here once. Lyle was here. I was going to tell you his last name. And he said, I, I can't do that now. I can't do that now is what he said. And it was really upsetting to me. I really started to cry. I'm starting to cry right now. And I never realized that, that, that in some men, maybe lots of men, the need to make a mark, the need to know that they were here once. I said, Lyle, you have made a mark. You don't know she aborted your baby. He said, I saw the fucking pills. I said, Lyle, don't you have to go 12, 15 hours before 
a goddamn sperm goes through the uterus and hits an egg or something like that? It's not possible she's aborting your baby right now. I don't know the real logistics of it. I don't, I don't know the in and out. Sperm's gotta be, go through the cervix. There's eggs in there in the uterus. I said, I really don't know if that, that's even happening and neither do you. He said, Norm, she's aborted my baby. And you gotta wonder about that. You know, I always thought Lyle was pretty solid. That he would go running down the hall, his dick dangling all over the place, running down the hall, standing in front of a bathroom door and calling me up at 2.30 in the morning because he thinks his chance at immortality of leaving something behind, leaving another Lyle in the world, and when he's gone, there's someone here still here. I didn't know how, how important that could be to him. Initially, I was gonna, I was gonna fucking dismiss it and try to make humor and try to erase it erase whatever had happened to him and make something humorous and get him laughing and get him back in the fucking bed and back with this woman where he could continue enjoying the day that the Lord has given him. This is the day the Lord hath given you. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And I thought I could do something like that, be a benefit of something like that. And uh didn't work out that way. He hit me in such a way that he sort of made me feel small. Lyle was deeper than I knew. Lyle possibly was more connect, uh, connected to his feelings or more connected to things in general. I just wanted to leave something behind, he said. Even if it was not his wife, even if it wasn't in marriage, he didn't care. It was a panic situation for Lyle when he heard the pills and the pharmacy cap lids and the pill bottle lids hitting the bathroom floor. Maybe that's every check. I don't know. I said, you're going to be fine, Lyle. You're going to be fine. But I knew he wasn't going to be fine at all. So he asked me on the phone. He said, can I call you back in an hour? 45 minutes. I said, yeah, that's, that's fine. And then I heard the door open up, and I heard a woman talking while we were on the phone, and I heard Lyle yelling and talking about abortions and his kid and his only child, and I mean, it was way over the top. His only fucking child. You killed my kid. I heard him yelling that again and again and again. So then he calls me back in 45 minutes. And he gets on the phone and he says, Norm, this is Lyle. I said, hi. He said, Norm, she's gone. She left. And he says, can I ask you a favor? I said, yeah, you can ask me a favor. I said, man, it's like 4.30 in the goddamn morning, 4.15 in the morning, and I had my sex machine going, and I was fucking. It's a machine that'll allow you to fuck even if you're asleep. You can be asleep. But it vibrates and and works your cock in such a way that the cock stays awake. You don't actually have to be awake to get somebody pregnant, to fuck them. You know, being awake is uh, voluntary. You think, well, I want to be awake. I want to see this whore. I want to look at her, aim a flashlight in her face while I'm fucking. So he calls me back on the phone. He says, Norm. I said, yeah, Lyle. Yeah. Sorry about your kid. I'm trying to be friendly to him, but I'm also starting to get annoyed a little bit by it. He said, you're a pilot, right? I said, yeah. He said, could you do me a favor? And I said, yeah, Lyle, I can do you a favor. I do anything for you. I'm known to do that. I help everybody. I try to help anyone I meet. 
He said, you promise? I said, yeah, he was like a little boy. And I heard him crying, kind of whimpering. He said, the woman's gone. He said, you have a pile, I says, and I said, yeah. He said, you know, when I picked her up, the girl had just aborted my baby. I said, you don't know that, Lyle. Maybe she opened her purse, was looking for a two to coke. You don't know that. Maybe the pills fell out. You just don't know. Maybe she had them there for someone else. Maybe she found you particularly attractive, and she thought, I'd like to have a baby with this man. He said, no, man, I don't think so. It wasn't like that. He said, I don't think so. You know how he said you you know that your wife doesn't like you, your girlfriend doesn't like you anymore when you make love to her and she's detached and you know it right away because she's being with someone else, she is with someone else, and you know it right away. He said, I had that same feeling. He said, Norm, could you take your airplane up for me? I said, for what fucking reason, Lyle? What reason could I take my airplane up for you? Give you a scenic tour? Drive you around the woods? Look for fucking empty, abandoned buildings up here in upper northern Michigan where there might be buried treasure and I could mark it on my map? Is that you're interested in that? He said, no, man, I heard you talking. I heard you talking about you fly over the all-girls school on Mondays. You call it, you call it headstand Monday. This is, I'm repeating basically what he says. I'm good at dialogue. I said, yeah, headstand, headstand Mondays, Lyle. At this school, they're all in their head, standing on their head. They're wearing short shorts. It's an all-girls school up here in upper northern Michigan. And I fly over their house. You know that. I got a half a gallon of cum, and I spray my cum out through special sprinklers over this school when they're doing headstand Monday so my cum goes between her legs. It may go in her snatch, and I may, I guess I may uh, have immortality or something. I didn't realize that till he brought that up. He said, could you... If I gave you the directions, could you fly over her house? You know, she's up here in upper northern Michigan, too. And he said, she's a long walk from her house to where they put the car. He said, it's all open. If you flew over her house with your ultralight, with your cum, and maybe a cinder block, he said, could you fly over her house where I tell you where she lives, when I tell you exactly when she's coming home, when she's pulled into the driveway, when I tell you exactly, I'll, he said, I'll hide in the woods and I'll call you straight away. I said, what are you talking about? Hide in the woods, fly over her house, cinder block, what for? He said, I want you to fly over her house at two or 3,000 feet when she's quite a ways from her house, and I want you to try to time a cinder block and drop it from your ultralight aircraft onto her fucking head. I hate her. I said, you hate her? You fucking had me crying on the telephone. I was crying just now. Listen to your shit. He said, if you can't do that, Norm, if you think that's too aggressive, what if you flew over her house and you kept spraying the cum until she got clogged up like the cum got around her body, started to harden like a glue, and just kept rolling it and rolling it and spraying it over her body, your cum, until she's like in a fucking cocoon, like a caterpillar that's cocooned himself for the winter and is going to come back in the spring as a butterfly. Could you do something like that for me, Norm? I said, what are you talking about? He said, I hate her. I said, you hate her? She was going to have your baby while you called me up while I was using my fuck machine on this chick here, Adrian. You know Adrian. He said, I hate her. I hate her guts. Please, Norm. Please fly over her house and drop a cinder block on her fucking head. You know what a cinder block is? 
It's like these big fucking square blocks like a rectangle. It's like eight inches high with two holes in it and a piece in the middle. They're poured and made at some masonry place. They build homes with them. They build basements out of them before they put the upper part of the house on it, unless it's a poured basement. He says, could you drop a cinder block on her fucking head? And to get Lyle off the phone, I said, I guess I could do that, Lyle. Which one do you want me to do? I maybe got less than a half a fucking gallon of cum ready to go on the ultralight. You want me to cocoon her with cum or do you want me to drop a cinder block on her head? I said, I hope you're ready for the repercussions. If they find her with fucking cocooned in her goddamn driveway half a mile from her house and cum, you know they can connect that cum to my DNA, to who I am, and I could have every fucking cop in the world over here wondering what kind of a nutcase I am? I cocoon somebody with my cum? I just flew over him again and again till the cum cocooned him? She'd die of starvation. Dehydration. You can go three days without water, seven days without food, or two weeks without food. Something like that. She'd be in this fucking cocoon like something out of the movie Alien with my cum. Or cinder block. Cinder block weighs, I don't know what they weigh, 40 pounds, 35 pounds each block. 25 pounds each block. How the fuck would I time a cinder block to drop it onto her goddamn head? Now I know why she aborted his baby. I'm in, she's in the right. I'm 100% right with her. He said, I don't care about immortality. I don't care about having things. He said, now I'm fucking pissed. I'm angry. I'm embarrassed. I said, I told you, Lyle. It could have been another reason. Maybe she was taking a fucking Excedrin headache pill. Maybe she was taking anything. Alka-Seltzer. He said, please, Norm. I'll give you the coordinates. I'll tell you where it is. I'll give you the address. I'll hide in the woods. Please tell me you'll take the ultralight, your airplane up, and you'll have a cinder block or your half a gallon to come. It's your choice. I said, well, Lyle, I, you know, I sort of owe the guy. I've done shit like this before. I sort of owe him. And I said, Lyle, what's the odds of me being able to hit her fucking empty head with a cinder block from 2,000 feet up? I can't likely do that. I said, why do you think I use sprayers? When I fly over the fucking private all-girls school, why do you think I use sprayers when they're standing on their head on headstand Monday when I spray my cum down and the cum molecules, my juices, land between their legs? I've watched them. I have video footage of them licking the inside of their thighs like they're eating KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken. That's how good my cum is. I've seen them licking their thighs like you're eating a thigh at KFC, licking my cum off. Norm Augustine says, jism. My two-part epoxy, my white hope. I said, I have a better chance, Lyle, just to spray her with a half a gallon of cum. And I said to him, I do have an older bottle of cum when I wasn't feeling well. I just kept pumping off. I was in bed. I don't know how I, how powerful it is. I don't know how if it's even active anymore, if the cum's even active. I've got a little bit of that, about a gallon of that cum. It may be dead, the jism in it. The semen in it may be dead. I have that old gallon, too, I could mix with my fresh fucking other cum, the, the fresher cum. He said, is it sticky? I said, yeah, it's sticky. He said, can it cocoon her into starvation and dehydration? I said, yeah, I could do that, Lyle. It could do all that. I know shit. I know facts. I got shit written all over the place, collating it now. Algorithms, dry erase boards, computer programs. Yes, it will work. 
He said, Norm, if you do that for me, I'll be forever grateful. Let's starve the bitch and dehydrate the bitch. Let's cocoon her with your cum on your ultralight. And then he says, I'll pay for the gasoline. Wow, big deal. It's a two-cycle fucking motor, and it gets about a billion miles to the gallon. Got to mix the oil with the gas. Big deal. You've really given me something. He said, well, what can I give you? I said, Lyle, I'll do it. I'll do it. You let me know. I'll have it on standby. I'll put the ultralight out in my fucking runway in my yard. I'll have it on standby. I'll wait for your call, and I'll cocoon her in my cum. I said, how do you think I'm going to do headstand Monday? He said, well, it's getting cold. They're not going to be out there doing their headstands. At least you can have something to close out the fucking summer to do with your cum. Sprayed on to this bitch, he said. I hate her. And that's, you know, it's, the rest is uh, uh, just a bad scene. I mean, a, a horribly bad scene What went on. When he called me on the phone, and then the sprayers I turned on in the ultralight, I've got pumps that hold the, that suck out the jism out of big plastic containers. They look like fucking containers you'd buy at a bulk supermarket. Big, gigantic mustard container, big, gigantic ketchup container, filled with my cum. And the rest was, uh, you know, not so good. What happened? Uh, what took place? You, you could probably read about it in the paper, Upper Northern Michigan. And uh, I'm not proud of it. But, you know, you you got a friend and you got to help him. What's that fucking saying? Friend in need is a friend indeed? I had to help him. And because he, he hates her. Uh, she aborted his baby. You shouldn't abort somebody's baby immediately after you got fucked. You know, just not, it's not fucking kosher. I can't talk about this anymore. It was a bad scene, fucker. Man, it was a, it was a bad fucking scene, man. I just can't talk about it anymore. You've been listening to the one and only My dick is enormous. There is no escape. the big clock in cyberspace it's dark out there in cyberspace it's scary out there in cyberspace you're out there in cyberspace you're frozen with fear you don't know what to do you're looking up you're looking down you're looking to the right you're looking to the left it's windy out you don't know what to do you're frozen till eventually and quite abruptly you hear this distant chiming clock in the background and you follow the chiming clock until it gets louder and louder and louder eventually bringing you upon this brightly illuminated place in cyberspace there's thousands of people there they're holding hands they're smiling they've been waiting for you there's that thing that brought you to this place in the first place it's a tower 
A hundred, hundred and fifty feet tall, brown bricks, tan mortar. Way at the top of this tower is a glass bezel. It's a clock. It's backlit. And above this is this chimey bell-like thing that brought you to this place in the first place. And you know why you're at this place in the first place. You're here to clear out your pains, your frustrations, your aches, your woes, your disappointments, your hurts, the person that died on you, the ramen noodles, you're sick of eating, the credit cards you can't pay off, the apartment you can't pay for, the house you think you'll maybe never own, the bitch who left you, the guy who left you. You're here to clear all those pains and frustrations out. And how do we do that? Well, the moment you heard my voice, you were instantly and automatically filled up with this highly absorbent orange-colored solution. It's been inside your body, sloshing about this entire recording. And now, at the end of this recording, we lie you gently down, we pop the corks in your toes, and all of that highly absorbent orange-colored solution comes gushing out of your body. Look at it. It's forming a small mini lake alongside you. It's orange colored. It's rusty. It stinks. It's toxic. We shake your feet getting out the last drops of highly absorbent orange colored solution and replace the corks in your toes. You can't believe how good you feel. You feel like you could go on another second, another minute, another day, another hour, another year, maybe infinitely. It doesn't matter that a friend of yours is making $250,000 a year and lives in a $700,000 house. It doesn't matter that another friend of yours has got the best-looking bitch you've ever seen or another friend of yours has the best-looking dude you've ever seen. None of that shit matters. All that matters is how good you feel right now. You know you can feel this good anytime you want to, anytime you're in duress, anytime you feel like you can't go on another second. All you gotta do is think of the big chiming clock in cyberspace where you meet your pal, your friend, Norm Augustinus, and instantly and almost automatically you feel refreshed and clear. You know the best part of this recording, the most important part of this recording, at least to me, is that for one hour we were friends. Friend, I enjoyed myself. I hope you did too. Write me, normaugustinus at gmail.com. Tune in again for another exciting episode from the amazing mind of Norm Augustinus. Dear Annette, First off, I want you to know that I am going to be rich very soon. Once the money starts pouring in, I'm sure you will once again think about me as a viable, long-term, loving, financially stable mate. I want to marry you, Annette. Why am I going to be rich? I have patented four phrases that will be used by everyone in the United States. And every time they use my phrase, I get ten cents. Here are my phrases. Cunt snack, beef bulbs, take ten, you fucking hen, and pole moles. Annette, a cunt snack is a big dick. Women love cunt snacks. Beef bulbs are women's tits. Take 10, you fucking hen, means someone is telling a woman to take 10 inches, and they are referring to the woman as a hen. Pole moles are women searching for dick. Women move the way a mole moves through the ground when it's searching for roots and insects. Women will frantically move left, right, forward, up or down, animal-like, with their claws out when on the move for fresh dick. 
Annette, come back to me. I will be naked at my house with my dick out between the hours of 6 p.m. and midnight, seven days a week. The money is going to pour in thanks to my patented phrases. You will have the security you long for. Love, Norman. P.S. I bumped into your big-titted little sister at the roller rink. When they turned off the lights in the roller rink and turned on the mirror ball, your big-titted little sister got another pair of skates and held one in each of her hands. And then she leaned over and I banged her out from the rear as we skated around the rink while old Mandy by Barry Manilow blared out of the rink speakers. Your big-titted little sister was wearing skates on both of her feet and there was a skate in each of her hands. It was like I was fucking a warm, soft, perfumed, tight-pussied semi-truck with 16 steel wheels. All the kids at the rink watched us fuck, and they wished they were us. My dick was sunk deep. Maybe the deepest my dick was ever sunk. Attention, skaters. Thank you for skating at Cum Panties Roller Rink. FYI, we currently rent anal expanders. Only $2.99 per 15 minutes. Additionally, with the two people fucking on the rink, please exit the rink. The attendants are standing by the exit, and the mop room door has been open for you to finish yourselves off. While you're here, why not buy a box of jumbo milk duds? Only 99 cents. Thank you for skating at Cum Panties Roller Rink. Fuck! Oh! Fuck! Oh! Fuck! Oh! Fuck! Oh! Fuck! Oh! Fuck! Oh! Women are constipated three times more than men. When you're walking down the halls and your balls hit the walls, it's a rupture! Yeah!